Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Uninformed Podcast, the number one podcast in the four of ours hearts. I am joined with us today with my brother, Jared. Hey, brother. Hey, buddy. Also, uh, two of his best friends. What up, Ethan? Hi, I'm Jonah's best friend, Ethan. Nice, that's what I like to hear. And my other best friend, Zach. And I am Jonah's other best friend, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for introducing yourself and your relationship to me. Oh, you're welcome. I really think the audience will appreciate and love you for that. Okay, guys. So, full disclosure to our audience, I did ask our guys to do a little bit of homework for this episode. However, I did not tell them why. So, they will be just as shocked and in awe of the topic tonight as you are. So, based on the homework, who would like to volunteer first? Thank you, Zach. That's who I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's go. So, Zach is going to give us a real-life example uh, of a scenario in his life, and then Jared will go, and then Ethan and then I will tell you why they did so. So thank you, Zach, Jared, and Ethan for sharing a personal antidote from your personal lives. Uh, me and your friends and our lovely viewers all appreciate you guys and love you guys. Go ahead, Zach, start us off. Alrighty, so uh, when I was in college, uh, this is back when I was doing civil engineering. So our group had to give a presentation and whenever I do present sometimes, uh, I get nervous and I talk really fast when I, <laughs> I realize I do do it sometimes during the podcast, but, uh, it's like I said, it's because I'm nervous and it sounds like, uh, I'm not as confident, but part of it is because I have all this information, all these facts on my mind and I want to get out and I don't want to forget uh, what I have to say, especially sometimes I get passionate too. That's one of the reasons why I go, go fast and I just realize um, from what I've been told from other people is that sometimes when I do that, it does my words, my thoughts do not sound as clear as they should be or they as they can be. So um, I realize that I need to take a breath, slow down, and uh, get my thoughts out as clear and sometimes as concise because sometimes I go off in tangents and I don't uh, speak uh as clearly and as thoughtfully and i just go in long drawn uh ideas like i am doing right now so <laughs> which is funny so yeah that's, that's pretty say. much how what the story is for that for that so i've learned it's over the years quite honest like i'm starting to get better i would like to think so so zach thank you that was a very personal and revealing story so thank you for sharing and it sounds like when they told you that, you took it to heart, you took the time to uh, diagnose what they were saying and come up with whether you believe them or not, regardless of your prior thoughts to it. Yep. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's accurate. I try to reevaluate. Right. Exactly, yep. Thank you. That, that was very good. And just Thanks. for the record, Zach, I don't think you ever go off on tangents, baby. That was very distinct <laughs> answer. Thank you. And I loved it. Oh, thanks. Okay. Uh, who do I say is next? Jay? Jared. Yeah, sub me in. 
Alright, I'm putting you in, playa. Ethan, you're on deck. I'm going to oh target my. someone in this very virtual room. Oh, no. Hmm. It's Growing gone. up, my brother used to tell me all the time that I was not naturally athletic. And that would very much <laughs> get Jonah under said my that? skin. Jonah said that about you? All the time. And he would make sure I knew Whoa. that he was naturally it's it's the, true, way dude. More, the way more athletically gifted brother. He would make sure I knew all the time. And especially when I was younger, that would really get under my skin. Because I was like, I'm that guy, pal. I'm captain of the football team, pal. Like, I, I'm that guy, you know? Um, so at the time, that would get under my skin because, like, in in my sense of time then, which you know now I recognize that Jonah naturally I do think is a way better uh, athlete. I think he's way more athletic. You've grown so wise in your old age. I love it. <laughs> I will change my mind so fast, <laughs> but it is something that at the time, especially being younger, that uh, got under my skin. Um, not anymore though. Wow, man. That, You've come to realize it's true. I appreciate the honesty. Uh, I feel really bad that I did that to you. Uh, wow. honestly, part of it was probably insecurities on my part since we're both being vulnerable here. And, um, I'll admit that I am more naturally athletic than you. I will admit that to our viewers. I do. <laughs> nice. However, you're definitely way stronger, faster, can jump higher than me, uh, but I still think I'm more athletic than you. <laughs> uh, so take that for what you will. But So when I would say that to you, and you would think about that, did you agree with me? Did you disagree with me? At the, it sounds like you disagreed with me at the time, and you took it very personal. Yeah, I'll give my thoughts now. Now I think I am a very hard worker when I put my mind to it. And that they are skills that I acquired that I did not necessarily possess. That I worked hard for those skills and I was not athletic. And still, it, you know, uh, I have to work hard to become quote-unquote athletic. Uh, whereas back then, that is something that uh, I took personally just because I was like, oh, I'm doing really good. My, I, my team, you know, value, values me quite high. And then, you know, so that, you know, I was like, what the heck? But it did drive me and push me harder to work harder in the sports that I was in to become a better athlete. Especially playing basketball. We played one-on-one every single day of one summer because I was like, I will prove I'm better. Which halfway through the summer we found out I was not, but... <laughs> yeah, I won't reveal the, the, the score uh, that summer, but it's uh, somebody got out to a pretty hefty double-digit lead uh but anyway i appreciate you for sharing that and i genuinely want to apologize however i'm happy if anything came from that it did drive you a little bit harder and maybe i sculpted the man you are today uh, maybe i get credit for those uh for the show muscles you got anyway thank you for that and ethan what's up chief all right buddy if you're willing and ready to I would love to hear your story. Sure, sure. So I, I was thinking, <clears throat> I was really racking my mind, and I couldn't think of anything. But I did think of one thing, and that was that in uh, a couple years back, when I was traveling with my buddies, uh, like for work, 
we were like traveling for leisure and we were in a different country and uh you know they didn't obviously speak english and signs were not in english characters and we were trying to figure out how to get on the subway and this and that and try to figure out where we were going um it was just like a you know stressful potentially stressful situation and my buddy said to me he said um i'm just i'm glad that uh you can really always remain calm and patient and even see like the uh be happy in situations that are can be rather stressful and i said you know what i never realized that but you know what i'll really think about that and to this day i think about being calm and patient and seeing the happy side how's that oh that was wonderful thank you for sharing i appreciate that and your insight on it and uh since you guys all went i will tell one and this one this one's only bothered me for about a year but it only happened a year ago um when i <laughs> how, how long have you had a kid Oh, ooh. Uh, at this point, about three and a half weeks. So oh. not that one. Okay. No, this was probably <laughs> almost a year ago today. Uh, I, I no exact date. Anyway, I went on a job interview. Um, I was, I decided I was going to change careers, um, and I was looking for jobs outside of the field that I was used to, and I went on this job interview. And on this job interview, uh, well, so it was a, a smaller company. I mean, um, you know, probably less than 100 employees. Uh, this guy who I, when I was reading about him, I really respected. He started this company on his own and turned it into um, a money-making company. He seemed to be doing very well. All of the people I met with uh, when I was in my interview process, I really enjoyed and so they brought me in for my interview, uh, and then the the owner of the company, who was very hands-on and involved, uh, came in, and he started talking to me and questioning me about my life, and he was very fixated on my college experience. So we've touched on this in prior episodes, but I did not finish college. I dropped out early. Uh, I'm happy with my decision. It got me to where I am today, and I do love my life where I'm at. Um, but he, he called me a quitter because I quit college and, uh, I took that very personally. I was very upset when he said that. And, you know, I, I said, sir, with all due respect, can I respond to that? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, I, you know, I don't think you're taking one experience in my entire 28 years of life, 27, 28 years of life. And you're basing one decision I made off of, um, or you're judging me based off of one decision I made, and you think I'm a quitter because of that, you know. And then I went on to tell him how, you know, I did a 30-mile obstacle course in the woods uh, that had a, you know, a 40% uh, did not finish rate, that I was an Eagle Scout, that less than 2% of, of Boy Scouts go on to become an Eagle Scout. Uh, and, and I just kind of went on, and I told him I don't think it was fair what he was doing to me. Um, he ended up offering me a job, but it was not the position I applied for. But I was very offended by how he handled it, that I did not want to work for him anymore after that. Um, I did not like that he called me a quitter, but I took what he said to heart. And it's something that a year later I still think about uh, from time to time. I'm very happy in my career, but it was just I didn't want to be labeled a quitter because I, I don't believe I am. And, I you know, I told him when I was 10 years old, my dad and I – 
you know, he said he could beat me in uh, a, a leg lift competition, and I actually beat my dad, uh, you know, because, like, Jared, and I think this is something we both get, uh, being brothers, but when we put our minds to something, I truly believe we can accomplish anything um, with that drive and persistence. So I just, I don't like being called a quitter, but it, it caused me to really question, you know, okay, is this guy right? He built a company from the ground up that made, you know, millions of dollars. I could not do that. Maybe he knows something I don't. So I tell that story and I asked all of you guys to tell a story where you were challenged by something that somebody said to make you think about whether or not they were uh, wrong or right in their assessment to say, I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about the power of perception because I think it's a very real thing and I think there's a lot of ways you can describe it and how it influences you in your daily life from your you know, job, religion, politics, to who you are as a person, I think perception is extremely important. And I think, especially when you're looking inwards, uh, perception could also be uh, synonymous with self-acknowledgement or self-awareness, because we were all told certain things about ourselves in these stories we just told. And we all had to take a deep look inwards and say, okay, either I don't like what this person said or I was a little you know hurt but are they right am I afraid to give a speech you know am, am am I not naturally athletic am I a quitter there's there was a lot of you know um, internal questions that we asked ourselves where we either said no I don't agree with you or yes we agree with you in my circumstance you know this guy viewed me as a quitter and he perceived me as a quitter. I did not. And he didn't want to hire me for, for the job I wanted because of his perception of me. You know, Jared, mm -hmm. you took your experience and turned it into a positive to work harder. Um, you could have gone the other way with it and just said, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, If he said this, other people will see this and perceive me as this. Why even bother? You know, Zach. You could have, you could have uh, agreed with him and said, you know, you're right. I, I'm not a good public speaker. I want to get better. Mm -hmm. I want to work harder. I want to practice. I want to give more speeches. I want to get better. Or you could have said, you know what? I what this guy perceived of me is accurate, and I'm done. I don't want to do it. Never want to do it again. So let me start a podcast with my four best friends where I public speak every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great idea. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I took it upon myself like Jared did and tried to strive to do better. So otherwise, it's uh, we're not quitters. We're all not quitters. We're doing something together, and we all want to have success in our lives. So yeah, the the quitter thing was just my you know my personal antidote I shared. Um, I'm sure we all have several like that, um, but kind of taking it outwards, the power of perception. And I think there's a lot that goes into this, and, and I'm hoping you guys can kind of share your thoughts as well. Um, but if we were to focus on certain parts, like if we, I don't want to get too political with it, but, you know, whenever you hear a news story, you perceive something from it. Whether it's on Fox or it's on CNN or MSNBC, you may or may not be more inclined to believe the story just because of the source that's giving it to you. 
because you perceive them to be liars or truth tellers. Question. Yeah, I have a perfect example. I worked in intellectual and developmental disabilities prior to this job that I am doing now. And I set up an interview at GameStop with one of my uh, individuals that, you know, had disabilities. And over the phone, everything went great. You know, he sounded just fine over the phone. Then once we went in person uh, and they actually saw the, you know, the physical disabilities, then it changed the perception and the person was, you know, they said no. Um, you know, maybe it didn't go well, maybe it did, who knows, but, uh, you know, when we showed up and they actually saw in person, then the perception, you know, of, you know, my, you know, individual actually changed with, uh, the employer there at GameStop. Yeah, th that's a very real example of how perception affects your life, and the perception you have of yourself versus the perception other people have of you versus the accuracy of the two, I think strongly uh, influences, you know, how you turn out in life or what you do. I'm not saying you can be, you could be the nicest person on earth and you're still going to find a jerk out there who perceives you to, you know, you know, be fake or mean or whatever that is. So not all perceptions are accurate, but largely as, as, as a group, uh, if you keep hearing the same thing over and over, you're going to start questioning whether or not, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I am a quitter or whatever that would be. Mm -hmm. um, Ethan, you're, I value your opinion greatly. I think you're a very smart uh, and very intelligent guy. I'm just kind of curious your broad spectrum thoughts on perceptions and how they play into either a person's development or society or wherever you want to take this. Hmm. Yeah, that's a huge, that's a big floor. I appreciate that, but it, yeah, very big. I don't want to know you down <laughs> in one spot. Yeah, but, no, that's all. Um, I can make it more specific if you want, or if you just sure, want to take yeah. the floor. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you, you can make it specific. Okay, so do you think that your perception of yourself is more important, or do you think an outside perspective of you is more important to your individual? will say success in life. Hmm. First that's off, a good question. So that's a very good question. Yeah. To answer, that's a very good question. Yeah. So to answer that question, this is super cliche, but you do have to define like every single term in the question. So the, the question was, does this affect this? And the, the affecting thing is the success. So you define success and you say, okay, financial success. Well, then that relates to jobs. And then that relates to, you know, your, uh, uh, your uh, careers and everything and then in that case that kind of that depends a lot on the perception of others upon you you know if your employer like Jonah said for instance you know if your employer thinks you're a quitter then you might not get offered the job you want and it doesn't really matter so much what your own perception of yourself is but if you want to say success is just being happy with you and your partner or whatever um, then if your perception of yourself is is you know, a okay if it's strong, if it's very positive, then you might be happy with yourself. But again, if it involves any other people, like again with the partner thing, you know, it, it that does depend on what your partner thinks. If you think you're like a clean guy, but your partner thinks you're a slob, it doesn't really matter what you think. You know, 
like if you're trying to live with your partner to be happy, then it kind of matters what your partner perceives of you. So I, I would say that if you are just living alone and you can solely rely on yourself, then to be successful, you only need a good perception of yourself. But in the real world, typically people have to interact either with a partner or an employer or a friend. And then in that case, the perception of others upon you does become quite important. I agree a thousand percent. And I think what you said, the, when you're with another person, whatever that relationship is, employee, employer, uh, you know, a significant other, father, daughter, mother, son, you know, whatever that relationship is, it's almost more important how other people perceive you than how you perceive yourself. Because you could mm -hmm. think, hey, I'm doing everything right. But if somebody thinks, hey, this person's doing everything wrong, you need to take a step back and almost think, okay, am I doing everything right? Or is, is do I perceive this person to have a good logical thought process and maybe they are accurate in what they're saying about me or am I accurate in what I'm saying and the person I'm talking to is inaccurate and I don't believe what the person says but I think it, it, it goes both ways and I think it's super important that so the interview I went on where the guy called me a quitter you know I could have called him narcissistic and egotistical um, I, it probably wouldn't have got me the job, but I, I didn't get the job anyway. But let's say he did offer me the job. If he perceived me as a quitter, um, but he offered me the job anyway and gave me a chance to prove him wrong, do I, you know, if I perceive him as X, do I want to go work for X in that in that circumstance? Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I, yeah. It, so then again, that's but, your perception of him. So that it, exactly. does that play a part? Do you actually still want to work there because you love the job, or do you? think his perception like outweighs the the work and you do actually want to put forth the effort i feel like this poses the question how willing should we be to allow someone's perception to change if they say something you know how willing should we be to give them the chance to change that perception i think that's a great question yeah and uh, I mean, that's just a really great question. You know, what, where where do you draw that line in the sand to say, uh, you know, what you just said? And it, I don't know that I have a good answer for you, but I think the reason first why impressions I, only. I, <laughs> first impression only. No, no room to change. <laughs> the way I meet you, that's it for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, but but that's a. I think that I think they say on average it takes seven or eight seconds to form your first impression of somebody. Yeah. But after yeah, that, in a job interview, if you come in and you're like, "Oh, what up, dude?" Like, "Yeah, I'm here to apply for the job." You know, maybe you get offered the job, but th that perception may not land very well on on your employer. And I'm focusing on on the employer just because that was the story I told, and uh, you know, I don't want to single any of you guys out, but I, I, it's very real and. We all have a different idea about what perception is, about how we perceive ourselves looking inwards and outwards. And I think that's so important to acknowledge where what we believe or who we believe we are versus who we really are. You know, if you're if you're in a room with 10 people and two people call you a jerk and eight said, no, he's he's like the most genuine, nicest guy I've ever met. 
but you only talk to the two people that said you were a jerk, now you're going to start thinking, man, like, the, you know, 100% of people I talked to said I was a jerk. Mm. Is your perception off because of who you interacted with? Is their perception off based off of, you know, uh, outside ideas? It, it's, I, it's just, I find it extremely fascinating. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows out there, uh, I've watched this show and I've applied for it. So CBS, if you're listening, I've applied for Survivor so many times over the years. Oh my god, are you a Survivor fan? I am I'm a Survivor, Survivor fan. Dude, Dude, I'm a Survivor I fan. I didn't know you were a kid. I love it. Um, but one of the oh things they say, <laughs> one of the things they say on that show that like really hit home to me is your perception is your reality. And I think in that landscape of the game, people who don't know what Survivor is, they put 20 people on an island. They vote people out one by one over the course of, you know, a month. And, and your goal is to be the last person standing. And you can lie, cheat, uh, you know, steal your way. Maybe not steal, but lie your way to convincing people to keep you versus voting somebody out. Uh, it happens every season, almost every player. Uh, or, you know, you try to tell the truth and hope that people value you for it. Um, but what what you perceive is your reality. So me and Ethan could be in a room and hear the exact same speaker speaker give a lecture and we could take two totally different things from it based off of his upbringing, my upbringing, who he is, who I am, what his, you know, goals or ideas are for the world versus mine. We could take it in two totally different directions. Um, in directions that maybe the speaker didn't even intend for it to go in. So it's, I just find it fascinating the, the way that we are perceived and what we perceive. Um, yeah. but I, you know, it's a very interesting topic, and I think you guys all have raised great questions. Yeah, I want to add to that real quick, Jonah. There's another show, Temptation Island. Oh. Great show. You guys should watch oh. it. Anyways, it's like uh, they split up couples, and then each of the couples get put on another island mm -hmm. with, like, the opposite sex, and then the – their partner has to watch like a video a hidden video of them fire, every, yeah. Yeah, every at every bonfire and they'll see their partner like you know talking to the opposite gender maybe even flirting and then their partner will say something on the tv and then you only see a clip and then the yeah, host so they says, show like a, a 15 second clip right yeah yeah they show a yeah. 15 second clip or whatever and it could be whatever it could be just talking and usually it is um but anyways the host then asks the uh the people that were watching the clip they said what did you see and then they'll describe what they saw, and then the host will say, "That's funny. That's not at all what he said or she said, but that's how you perceived it, you know? Because perception is completely different than reality, but it's your reality." Yeah, I actually mm -hmm. started watching that show because of you, Ethan, and it's it's pretty fascinating because of that. I mean, we we stopped watching the show, but we're gonna we're gonna probably gonna pick it up. <laughs> We've been looking at the stuff. Show. But yeah, good it's, show. it's very <laughs> it's unlike uh, Love Island. Love Island is a good show too, which that is yeah. partly perception, but th this show is more fascinating because of that idea that they implement so all right let me ask a question following up on this love island stuff i have seen before studies that people who are quote-unquote deemed more attractive do better uh in multiple aspects of life in the workspace even um and i'd like to hear your guys thoughts on do you do you think that that will influence a person's uh, perspective. Let's go with in the workspace. In the workspace. Does that influence perspective? 
Zach, you haven't spoken in a while. Let's. Do you mind taking this one? Yeah. So, Jared, you're asking if looks, like how attractive someone is, influences their success in the work workspace. Is what you're saying? Correct. For example, I work at a gym and I help people work out. And if I was very skinny or if I was super overweight, I think that would influence and people would not trust the things I say as much. Yeah, but that's, they a, yeah, that's different. Your that's job different. deals with aesthetics. Yeah. Let's take like an office yeah, job. If it's an office yeah, mine's job, totally different. Yeah. So yeah, your yeah, normal that, cubicle that's a job. Yeah. Well, that's – real quick. I think that was a great example even though we Jared probably was talking about office jobs. Yeah. There's a, there's a saying out there, never trust a skinny chef. You know what I mean? Um, you want to yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A bigger chef sure, is perceived sure. perceived it's to happier. eat a lot and probably their own cooking and therefore it's it's good food. Yeah. If you go to get trained by a guy or a girl who is more out of shape than you are, you're going to start questioning, okay, like how you know how how does this benefit me why am i doing this training? how do you trust that if, yeah why should i trust the opinion of someone that cannot even take their own advice yeah exactly, why should i yeah. trust the opinion of someone who can't take their own advice why am i listening to somebody who i per, you know i perceive that i'm stronger faster in better shape than why am i going to listen to their health advice when i'm in better shape than they are exactly so, I, I do yeah. think that's, that's a very true. real thing yeah. No one wants to be trained by somebody they perceive to be less valuable than they are. And, and okay, but on the kind of... on the flip side, on the flip side, all of my coaches, I don't know about you guys, but my coaches have been not of shape, <laughs> but they've been on my, they've been successful coaches. Now, so I, there is a counter. I, there is a counterpoint. Well, so I would say, and I, you know, at the high school level, I agree with that. You know, they're former people, they're coaches. You know, they have a nine to five and then they do the coaching to help people out. So at a high school level, I don't necessarily deem that. Plus, there's the whole power dynamic of like, okay, I'm a freshman. This guy's, a, you know, a 45 year old guy. Uh, he's, he just has more wisdom than, than I do. Now, when you get to a collegiate level, um, I actually, I don't know that because that's fascinating because a lot of former NFL players who maybe weren't big names or had major success go on to be very good coaches. So I, I think being a coach might be a little bit different because a coach is also about intangibles as well as the physicals of it. Um, so I, I would like to hear Jared, it, Tish, do you have an answer? Does attractiveness affect the, um, the effectiveness, or how do you phrase? Does the does the attractiveness of an employee affect their success in the workplace? Uh, I I don't think so. I think it shouldn't. I think uh, looks and attractiveness should not play a role into well, not success. not shouldn't, but like or does it? Do you think saying? it? Do you think that it does? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do think it does. I do. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, and at least at least well, in a cubicle setting, it does. Uh, because of how... I'll tell you why. What was that? Sorry, go ahead, Tish. I oh, that's okay. Um, so, like, oh, say, for example, if I was in a workplace with an office setting and I perceived my boss, he was, like, skinnier, a little more built than me, and he was, like, a little older, so he was wiser, I would probably aspire to at least uh, maybe not necessarily be like him, but, like, at least learn and, like, gain as much knowledge as I can uh, understand why and how he got to the position that he got to 
Um, and looks uh, would be might be a factor uh, potentially for sure. It would definitely play a role, I would think. And it would also what would play a role is their knowledge and their work ethic. I think that would also play a role into the perception as well. And that should, um, on paper, in, in my head, that trumps looks and attractiveness, uh, work ethic. Um, but unfortunately, I think both those play a role into success at the workplace. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tish, you, you got into some other stuff. That's fine. But yeah. the original prompt was, does attractiveness affect? Oh, yes. And yes. You, guys keep bringing, you guys keep bringing up body like uh, physical appearance of the body that that's not necessarily that, no were we, were we speaking about the face then I would, that what we're well about? i was thinking attractiveness you know does someone smile are they likable oh, are they charismatic oh, okay. are they approachable those qualities also make someone attractive that's and fair. those qualities are good are are a necessity to have in a workplace if you're approachable if you are charismatic not a necessity but they would definitely help you in getting that's further fair i was not thinking of that for some reason having a yeah right. i know i could yeah. i could tell well, you're thinking about i bodies, think right so. there that that interaction between you two and you can correct me if i'm wrong i don't think anybody said physical attractiveness ethan just perceived it was a, it, it was as, attractive it was attractive you said attractiveness yeah, right that's right what i thought yeah yeah oh, that's exactly yeah. right there i think it's the perfect uh, parallel in what we're talking about. Yeah. I just said uh, I said attractiveness. Tish took it as physical attractiveness. Uh, <laughs> Tish took it as physical attractiveness, and Ethan took it as the smile, their personality, their their uh, intelligence level, and that right there, I think, is sums up exactly what we're talking about. Because I didn't get very specific. But yeah. you both took the the same question I asked in completely different ways. Yeah. So right there, I think that shows how much perception really affects how we think. Yeah, I, I agree, Ethan. I think uh, if someone is charismatic and they have a smile and how their uh, emotions are on their face, uh, if that pertains to attractiveness as well, I think that definitely would um, impact success at the yeah. workplace. So. I yeah, I just wasn't in that headspace, but I agree that would definitely affect yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know yeah. because I the Jared the original prompt that you said does attractiveness affect your success in the workplace? I know that study, I know that prompt, mm-hmm. and you have to th- regardless of what I think you asked about does it affect? And I think with that study, it was you have to think about those people. You know, they're not just thinking like Tish about someone's body; yeah. they are thinking about they're perceiving attractiveness as are they charismatic? Are they approachable? Do they smile? Do they have sure. a glint in their eye? So there's those people too. You got to think about. That's that. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that is, I do think that, and personally, I do think that that is helpful. I think also in the workplace, if you flip it to the other perspective of your boss, you could have the perception that your boss is lazy, mm-hmm. does no work, yeah. they don't do anything. Meanwhile, your boss could be doing seventy hours of behind the scenes work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, new kids on the way, uh, you know, uh, you know, perception. Yeah. It's a huge thing, you know? Yeah. I agree to that, Jared. I think that there are other factors that could, like you're saying, like kids on the way and other personal factors that could affect someone's perception. And that would affect, um, you know, coworkers around you and how they would perceive you and be like, Oh, this guy's not pulling his weight when actually he's like really stressed right now. He's just not in a good headspace. Um, yeah, so it, it's very complex, I would say. Um, 
but yeah, I think there are other factors that can impact um, someone's success. Uh, not just, you know, physical attractiveness. It could be, like we are saying, emotions, um, your work ethic. And I'm going off the tangent. Well, I, I think yeah. what so, this yeah. specific question then boils down to is how each one of us perceives and defines attractiveness. That is true. You know, because a, a quality I may find attractive, maybe you guys you could care less about. Or, or something you guys find attractive, I could care less about. Yeah. So it, it all it all depends on how you perceive the question, mm-hmm. the words in the question, and I, you know, Ethan, I, going way back, you know, he said, well, it depends on how you define every, every word in the question. Yeah. We could all have a different definition in this scenario for attractiveness, and that vague of a term right there is going to lead to a bunch of different answers, but. I think this conversation has led to a lot of very fruitful uh, uh, thoughts and opinions and conversations coming out. Uh, I want to open the floor up to you guys if you have any final questions, thoughts, um, any statements that you want to want to say about perception. Ethan, hey, what's your perception yes. of me, buddy? Dude, I think you are charismatic. I think you're a good-looking guy. I think you're fun to be with. I think you're just overall 11 out of 10. Thanks, man. I needed that. <laughs> Tish, I could second all those things for you. Oh, thank you. And Jonah, I could second all those things for you. Oh, wow. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, Zach, any closing thoughts, buddy? Closing thoughts. Uh, I hope everyone listening to this podcast perceives us as four beautiful, handsome, thought-provoking men. On the audio-only podcast. <laughs> big, strong men hey, in their heads. Shout out to the 3D animations. Yeah, there you go. That's actually that's so fun. That's so funny you say that, Zach, because I've listened to so many podcasts and then tuned into their YouTube and seen what they actually look like, and they look dramatically different than what I expected. Yeah, that's oh, true. yeah. Very, very different. True. That's why we have animations out. Check yeah. out the <laughs> Uninformed Podcast wherever podcasts are found, wherever animations are found. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Amazon. Wherever podcasts are found, you can be sure to find <laughs> us. Thank you all. Thank you, three, for sharing a personal story from your own lives to our many, what soon will be thousands of listeners. I'm sure they thousands. love to get to know all of us a little bit more. So thank you for sharing and opening up to our audience uh thank you oh go ahead go ahead and if you want to share your perception of us leave us a rating on apple on podcasts wherever you get them on twitter on instagram but only if you perceive us as a five-star podcast if you view if you perceive (laughs) us as anything less than five stars please do not uh tank our rating we have two reviews out right now and a one star will ruin our rating. <laughs> our perception will be will perceive us. Yeah. Yes, our perception will be that of a two and a half to three star podcast. Oof. So I want to thank you, thank you three, my best friends, for opening up and engaging today. Uh, I thought it was a very fruitful conversation. Hopefully, our audience enjoyed, and hopefully, you guys have your own thoughts on perception. And if we could do anything for you in this podcast. It's that we open up your world a little bit. Hopefully you think a little bit about how you are perceived and how you perceive people. Hopefully you guys give it a little bit of thought whenever you are uh, interacting with people and you, you know, make a gut perception of somebody. 
and um, you want to stick to that. Hopefully you're a, a little open to uh, their point of view as well and whether your perception is accurate. Remember, perception is reality. Thank you all for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, and comment wherever podcasts are found. And we will see you guys or hear you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you. Ba-la-la-la-la.